Do you consider yourself normal? Then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals show. You're listening to Byron and Alicia, the Weird Mountain Gals. Ring, 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 ring. One of these days, you're, I'm just not going to answer, and I'm going to see how long you'll do that. <laughs> hello, hello, anybody there? Hello, hello. Is this thing on? Is this thing on? <laughs> I was so mad last week. They, uh, I'd signed up to get. Uh, uh, get my special magical shots. Yeah. And, and they called me and they weren't supposed to call me. They're supposed to email or text me. Yeah. And they called me and I just looked at the number and I went, I don't know that number. I'm not answering. And then they called the house line for Joe. And so Joe got his schedule last week and I didn't because I refused to answer the phone. Oh. At all. But yeah. I mean, that's my big news. Well, Big news is I got an appointment. Y'all hear this? I will have gotten my very first shot. That is so awesome. I'm excited about it. Well, you know, most of my family's vaccinated up at this point. I'm I'm the one that's not. But by the time this comes out, I will be on the list. And from what I understand, that's going pretty fast. It is going pretty fast. Um, I put us on the list last Tuesday, and uh, Joe got a call on, no, I put it last Monday, he got a call on Tuesday, got his shot on Friday. Wow, yeah, see, I want it it to happen exactly like that, so I want it to go fast, and I want it to be right away, I got other things to do, you know. (laughs) No, I'm kind of dreading that second one, that's the one I keep hearing is the one that's the Gonna kick my big Irish behind, but we'll see. Well, I don't, I don't know I'm what to say. I'll take to my couch for two days. <laughs> Your fainting couch? Do you have a fainting couch? I do. I'll take to the couch with the I'll vapors. I have to, yeah, I have to have some smelling salts. <laughs> maybe, maybe a little bit of mineral water just to keep my mouth from being dry. Yeah, yeah, somebody might just have to bring you a piece of cake too in the afternoon to make sure your sugar doesn't bottom out, right? To revive me, I'm gonna need some revive. I'm gonna need revival. Oh no! Now it's time to sing some gospel music. Um, anyway, um, so I will report next time about the first shot, the excitement of the first shot. Please and if do. I can, I'll get somebody to make a picture of me getting shot, getting my shot. <laughs> it's all, you know, you got to document everything now. Oh, yeah. And if you send it to me, I'll put a picture of somebody behind you, like Dolly or something like that. I'll, I'll cut it. <laughs> I like it. Golly, I want to meet Dolly so bad. Me oh. too. We need to figure that out. I well, wish somebody could help us figure that out, don't you? Well, I've got uh, Uncle Ted is working on that for us. He thinks he may have a lead. So I don't know. And we got to get these shots, girl, because we got to be going out to Rock City 
and up to uh, the Mammoth Cave up through mm -hmm. in there with all them cra crazy things you can stop and see. Yes, yes, I'm we got work to do. And some unnamed out. places. We got yeah. some unnamed places to go. That's we might right. even need to do some live stream. We're here from an unnamed place. Right. And then right behind us, we'll have the big old Sea Rock City sign. Yes, yes, yes. Or, yes. or we're in an unnamed location and we'll be standing in front of the most photographed view in the Smokies. <laughs> or right at the entrance to Santa's land. I love it. We're going to have too much fun. I am ready. I am, You have no idea how ready I am. Ah, it's tearing well, up. Yeah, me too. But the... Here's the thing. I've put off everything for a year. Like, I don't know, getting my teeth cleaned, getting a mammogram, all that other stuff. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to be at every doctor in the world like once a week until I get all them bits and pieces checked and blood work done and all that stuff. You got a little maintenance going on here. I do. And also because I was waiting on, you know, my big fancy red, white and blue card, which oh. is still not going to be here for another two weeks, but they did send me a little letter saying, hey, we're so glad you're on Medicare now, but you're not going to have a card for another two weeks. It's like, how damn long is this supposed to take? Don't You've you already waited 60-some years. I know it. So I'm also waiting for that to be super official so that I can, you know, you yeah. know, be on the dole like everybody. Be on the dole like everybody. That's yep. funny. I've never known anybody who worked so much as you. So I really uh -huh. wouldn't feel like you're on the dole if I were. So here. now I'm on the dole. Now You've I'm just like into all that my system, haven't you? Oh, Lord, yes. And, <laughs> and I'm going to be just like all my friends in England and Canada. Oh. They have national health. I'm going to have national health. Isn't that nice? That is. That means if something bad happens, I may not lose my home paying for my damn uh, health insurance. I know it. I know it. Well, I thought you were going to say that you were going to be like them by saying, I shall have a month long holiday now. Oh, golly. <laughs> then I would have passed out wonderful. for real. That would be so wonderful. Uh, yeah. And I, I've got all these tours in my head. I was talking to my friend Diatima today and she had a book that came out last year. And of course, she was going to do a little book tour, but she couldn't because hello, COVID. Yeah. And so I'm I'm trying to put together a little book tour for August and September. And I asked her if she wanted to come along with me. Mm -hmm. So if y'all, here's another thing for y'all to do, if if you want to, is if there's a bookstore in your area that it might consider doing an event in the fall and having yours truly come and talk about Appalachia. Let me know. Send me a little note on the Facebook. Because I'd love to see you and to see your place and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Dio is such an intelligent person, and she writes really well. And I imagine she'd be a very interesting person to have out there at a book for a book show, too. She was my last public event before I went underground <laughs> for COVID. No, we were all talking about that the other the other day. When she said, oh, it's been a year, and she posted a really pretty picture of herself mm -hmm. with her books and a little glass of wine, and we were all like, oh, my God, that that's the last thing publicly any of us did. Is Was it? Yeah. Because it, it's like, and you look at the picture, and you think, wow, we were all sitting there together. Nobody was wearing a mask. I know. It's scary looking, isn't it? <laughs> our our brain our neurons our neural pathways have changed now about that subject everybody's has 
I think they have. And we look at us, we were eating after each other. Like there was yeah. just a plate of food and we were like just digging in. It didn't matter who was there ahead of us. And we were just, oh, yeah. I love that thought though. I can't wait till we get back to some semi-normal thing. Boy, yeah. me too. Me too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm kind of semi, semi, semi-normal because it's gardening season. It has started. I planted some more onions, of course. <laughs> And uh, I managed to go visit my friends over at Burton Street uh, Peace Garden the day after their big sale. And the one thing I wanted was purple of Sicily cauliflower. And I'm telling you, that is a magenta cauliflower. I just went crazy for it. Wow. So I, got, I was a day late, but I was not a dollar short. And so I went there and my buddy Safi, she's, I looked at what was picked over and it was, it was kale and a bunch of stuff I don't really you know, that I didn't, didn't really want. Yeah. So I said, well, I'm just going to leave you a little donation for the garden, but thanks so much. And she said, well, what were you looking for? And I told her about that purple cauliflower. She said, we had so much of that stuff and it just flew out here, but hold on a minute. And she went wandering through a table full of stuff. And she said, I've got one right here. It's not a full one, but here, here you go. Oh, and she said, and it's on the house. And I said, oh, no, ma'am, you have made me so happy today. Just tell me where I dropped this big old donation. Because they yeah. do such beautiful work. Do they? Um, yeah. Uh, the Burton Street Community Peace Garden. I'll go and check that, that out. And I'll put that link. Yeah, put that link in. Would you? They do wonderful community work in a community that has been historically neglected and now is being gentrified mm-hmm. like gangbusters it's just it's awful to see like all of them like everywhere you know the uh, um it's not been that long since i dropped we dropped something off on your front porch there and i made a comment to you about they're ruining your neighborhood here and and you went yeah you said some word i'm not going to say here well yesterday i had to make a trip uh to the doctor that I normally, and just for some routine checkup kind of stuff. And I stopped over at mom's first to check on her and drop off her groceries. And then I took, went on to the doctor and I have not been that route for, I don't know, close to a year. It's probably been eight or nine months. I was shocked at the building going on. It's not just your neighborhood. No, it's not. It's everywhere. And they're throwing a damn Dollar General up on every street corner. It's like, where are the cows going to be, you know, going to graze anymore? Because every pasture that is is either a set of condos or a damn Dollar General or something like that. Well, and the thing about Dollar Generals and dollar stores is that that's people's grocery stores now. That's the only grocery store in a lot of these neighborhoods is go to the damn Dollar General and the Dollar Tree. Hmm. Yeah. I I get that. I do. I get that. That may be a show for another day. I don't know. But it would be a show. It would be every show because as far as I can tell, there's not going to be an end to it. And so I'm just at this point of having it. First, I've got mad about it. And you know, now I'm just going to have to say goodbye to those cow fields because it's yeah. not like I'm just going to bring them back suddenly. No, and I've got a, an elder cousin. I think I talked about this before. She's in her 90s, 
and they're building, you know, a bunch of those titty tatty houses all up and down the cow pasture next to her. <clears throat> Just that thing has been a cow pasture for as long as I can remember, and I can remember pretty far back. And it's kind of in my old neck of the woods, my old stomping ground. Mm -hmm. But there's not, as far as I can tell, there's not a damn thing you can do to stop it. No. Um, woman contacted me and she said a developer has bought this little it's like a 10 acre bunch of woods beside her house and he's gonna knock it all down and put in you know titty tatty houses and what can I do to stop it and I just said honey I, I don't have a clue as far as I know move. Not a thing. that's all you can do is move farther out you're getting pushed out like yeah. the animals if you're lucky enough to be able to afford to yeah exactly and, and, and most people are not and so I don't really see an answer to it. I really don't. I know that this is just, quote, unquote, the way it is. It's just the way things are. I've heard that and heard that and heard that. Yeah, so I don't know if I agree with it or not, but I can't think of any way to stop all this overdevelopment, except no. that we need to quit breeding so much. Well, and we need to have county officials and city officials who are willing to put a stop to it and they're just simply not mm -hmm. well just, and it's a complicated issue it really it is, is complicated. very complicated yeah but we're people are getting pushed out and and it's just really it's a shame it's a shame i remember my grandma she would count the cars that went by her house in the afternoons and stuff, she goes sit down on the porch, just like I like to do. And she's probably about the same age that I am now. And she would count the cars driving by the house. And she was just irritated as crap one day because there was something like eight or nine cars. <laughs> said, Why would anybody want to ride up and down the roads like that? <laughs> what it, I can't remember who in my family used to call it running the road. Well, I've heard that all my life, running, or just running them roads. Running them roads. Ain't you got nothing to do? All you do is run them roads. Run, run up and down the road there. Yep, that's all I do. I run up now, and down It feels like that's something, or it used to. Now it doesn't. Now run. I'm lucky if I drive my car. I'm going to tell you all something. I just checked because it's time to renew my license tag thing. So I just checked in my little book, my little log for gas. I have not bought gas in this Corolla since December. Wow. December. You know, you need to consider some gasoline treatment the next time you do put some gas in it. <laughs> yeah, put, put a little bit of STP in there. A little bit of that, yeah. I, I think it was January or February. February for me, I guess. But... Um, I've, I've still got gas. I don't need to get it. It's crazy. <laughs> they Do they offer a discount about that? Somebody told me that there is a discount being offered to a lot of, from a lot of insurance companies to their. They they, ta they tape a quarter to a three by five index card and mail it to you. <laughs> I mean, it's the equivalent of that anyway. I'm sure it costs them to to reimburse you the twenty dollars or whatever the hell it is, it probably costs them a hundred and fifty. I know. Why, why can't they just knock it off your next bill? Is what I want to know. I don't know. How hard would that be? Just lick the tip of the pencil and go. Well, Miss Ballard's gonna pay this much money. Well, I think we'd take off this much money. That'd be fine. <laughs> just do it with your pencil and tell me. That's that. right. Make it happen. Make it so. 
Sorry. I said number I said number two and then I thought, no, that's not what he's called, is it? Maybe it is. I don't remember. I can't remember my Star Trek now. Oh. I'm, I'm, I watched one. I think you and I talked about this a little bit last week. I, about some TV that we had been watching. And you reminded me of one that I used to watch called the IT Crowd. Oh, golly. I forgot how much I like that. <laughs> it was. Did so you watch it again? Did you watch some more of it? Yeah, I've started on season one, episode one. So we oh, just, Jen just got hired. And I, I'm about halfway through episode two. But it takes me a while because I get squirrely. I don't want to sit down and watch a whole whole lot of TV. I just get too squirrely. But uh, I I have watched. I was laughing my butt off. I forgot how funny that was. And I'm going to watch Ab Fab again. Absolutely fabulous at some point. Oh, yeah. Well, I decided I want to re rewatch. And we've got them on uh, DVD. I want to watch uh, Black Books. Have you ever seen that one? No. What is that one? Oh, my gosh. It's this crazy guy's name is Bernard Black, and he owns this bookshop. And it's just the stuff that happens because he's crazy, for one thing. And then all of his friends are crazy. And in addition to all of that, all of his customers are crazy. (laughs) So it's just, it's hilarious. And I think there were three seasons of it. But it is funny. And I, I, I refer back to it all the time. Black Books. Black books. His name is Bernard Black. We'll find. We'll find. I'll find. You will find him. Bernard Black. Yes. Bernard Black, and it's Black Books. Interesting. Well, yeah. I have some news for you. Oh. Yeah. It's kind of. I, I needed to make sure you were in a real good mood. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it has to do with the new groundhog. There's another. Oh groundhog. God. I know it. I know it. What now? What's it done now? Well, it's just another one. Oh, okay. There's been a string of them. And this one has decided that it it likes to dig underneath the, the back porch stair. You know that big rock yeah. there? There's a perfect yeah. hole there. So if you're coming coming around here, be careful for now. So, But here's the interesting thing about it. The other day... So, so there's a, a, the yard man put one of those relocation chambers out yep. here for it. And it worked just fine on the squirrels for a couple of days here. The squirrels were pissed off about it because he also cut up some yummy apples out there. And the <laughs> groundhog, however, was not impressed. So the other morning... It was a beautiful morning, and I like to go to the back porch and sit there in the morning and mm. drink drink a cup of tea and some get on the phone sometimes and sometimes I don't, you know. And I had done, I had done that. I'd set up a chair and I had my tea and I'd talked on the phone and I hung up the phone and got some more tea and I walked out there and I sat down and. I look and that groundhog didn't realize I was there and it was just poking right up out of the hole. I didn't didn't say anything. 
and I let it poke its on its way until it was about halfway out of the hole. And then it noticed me and it froze instantly. And that's when I started. I gave it some warnings. I said a few things. I'm just saying. I said a few things to it. I made some stuff clear to it. And then it went slumped right back down in the hole. And I said some more things to it. And I waited and I watched. And about 10 minutes later, same thing happened. Okay, so sticks its head up. I say a few things to it. It sticks its head back down. Eventually, I get up. And then I walk back over there a few minutes later just to check and see if there's any action. And sure enough, it's made it all the way out of the hole this time. And I was just, but it was looking, it was very cautious. And I said to it, I said, aha, just like that. And it froze again. And I said a few things to it. And it just kind of looked at me. You know, they've got that worst damn attitude. And it, 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 it just, it looked at me like, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, you're not going to do anything about it. Oh, yeah. And then it just took its groundhog self right out of my vision because it went under my car. And that's the second time that's happened where the groundhog watches me and then goes under my car. And it's just like it was going just defiant. Okay. So I was irritated as all get out, but I have to tell you, I'm pretty sure that it hasn't come back since then. I might, it might have been scared off from the place. Well, you, you might have said the right magic words. I hope. Well, uh -huh. I, I definitely was putting some real feeling behind it, let's say that, and a few colorful well, metaphors to go along with it. <laughs> I got to tell you, when I, and this has been years ago now, we had a terrible groundhog problem and every place, other place around in here has it too. But I went out there when they ate my whole row of romaine lettuce, mm. I went out there and I did everything. I peed all over the corners of everything. I put out hair. I put out, I did everything I knew what to do. And finally I went out there under a dark moon uh, and I raised, I raised my fist up to the sky and I said, oh, kind of crazy Doctor Who thing, <laughs> uh, crazy do Doctor Who witch thing. And, and by golly, I see them every once in a while in the yard, but I don't see them in my garden anymore. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, who knows? Because I, I definitely put some feeling in it when I was saying those words to it. It's just if they weren't such assholes about it, you know, but they're just, they're openly defiant about, hey, what are you going to do about it? And that really is their attitude. You don't hear me saying things like that about deer or even about possums or crows or squirrels because they don't have that bad attitude that the groundhogs do. I don't know. I'm battling the squirrels again right now. Yeah, and I'm going to get out there. I mean, it's raining today, but I'm going to get out there with my slingshot. And I'm just going to sit in that little metal glider chair and I'm going to have me a little pile of rocks. And every time I see one of those burgers, I'm going to bam, I'm going to hit it. Bam. Miss Parr, dang. Well, you know, the best. I planted those onions I was telling you about. Yeah. I put them all down. They're beautiful. The soil is nice. Now I'm just, it's onion sets. You know, they'll be up in 20 minutes. And I go out the next day, and those damn squirrels have been digging in that. Oh. Now, 
they dug stuff out. They didn't eat it. They just dug it out like, well, I wonder what's in here. Oh, this looks very interesting. So I had to put down wire over this bed so the damn squirrels wouldn't dig stuff up. I am just, I'm done with them. I'm ready to buy me a squirrel dog. A squirrel, did you say a squirrel dog? A squirrel dog that'll just be out there. And when one of those suckers hits the ground, they're on it. And they're ripping its throat out, shaking it around and leaving it. Good. You need to get it out of my brain because I was getting ready to tell you, I think the best thing that could ever happen here would be if somebody had a dog that would hang out here because the dog doesn't have to be violent. It just has to be a dog and it'll take care of the groundhogs will disappear. Well, I tell you early on in my groundhog adventure, um, we had a neighbor for a while that had a, like a, like a sheepdog sort of dog, you know, mm-hmm. like a Shetland, Shetland sort of dog. Yeah. And, um, and I went out to the garden one day and there was a dead groundhog right in front of the gate to the garden. Oh, shit. And I, and I was like, hallelujah. And I went up, was going to go get the shovel so I could, you know, get rid of it. And my neighbor said, Hey, Hey, I just wanted to tell you, I think my dog killed a groundhog over on your property. I said, really? What kind of treats does your dog like? What kind of food does it like? You just tell it what it needs, and I will give it anything it needs. You just tell it, bring it on over here anytime it smells a groundhog, and you let it do its work. Absolutely. It's dog needs oh, yeah. Dog. Well, I was thinking about Selby's dog, bring out Selby's dog for a few days or something. Then I thought, nah, you know, that would be the, the worst dog ever for the job because he's so old now. Aww. He has no teeth. He can barely see, and he never barks. So it's like that'd probably not be the best dog for it. Okay, maybe not. Hey, but he's the cutest dog ever. I'm telling you, he's a good dog. But for two cents, you know what I'm going to say, but no, I'm not going to. But hey. oh, I'm so tempted, just very tempted. I've wanted to get a dog and kind of me and mom share it. <laughs> I like it, the idea of a shared dog. Well, I do too, because my mom's got a really good place for a dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it could run around. It's a nice fenced-in yard and all of that stuff. And uh, I love the idea. I used to I used to borrow a dog every now and then, Selby's or Craig's or somebody's dog, and uh, go, go hiking and do walking and exercising and stuff. And having a dog is just, it's awesome for that. Plus, yeah, have one around here to scare the groundhogs, but I'm not gonna. So please, y'all don't tell me any sad stories about dogs that need to be adopted because it tears me up. (laughs) And now is not the right time in my life for it. (laughs) No, mine either. You know, I keep thinking about it's chick days down at Southern States. Is it? Yes. Well, I'm sure it is. It's it. It's some other. Yeah. Feed and seed supply was chick days, and it's about time. And I love to go down there and look at all the chicks and think, oh, oh, look at those pretty Rhode Island reds. I'd like to have some of those. Oh, I'd like to have one of those that lays all the pretty Easter co- Easter egg mm-hmm. eggs. You know, oh, wouldn't that be? But the reality is, I can't. I can't have chickens right now. I just can't. I don't. I don't have time for chickens. It's not the. It's not the right time for it. No. When the but time- I love to look at them. Those little chicks are so funny. Well, and I like to have a dog on loan 
every now and then, you know, get somebody's going to go out of town or something. And I used to do some pet sitting where I'd go take care of somebody's dog and stuff like that. But what can you say? Yeah, my my daughter and my son outlaw are uh, dog sitting this weekend, I think. Are they? Yeah. I love everybody else's animals. That's what I said. <laughs> and I, I'm good. I'm good with dogs and cats and all this stuff. Most most critters like me. Yeah. Well, I've got to say this groundhog absolutely knows that it is not welcome here now. I, mean, I could tell that it knew what I was saying. And there's no excuse if it comes back. But that was the other part of it. So I said some things to the groundhog. And at one point, I reached over to my left. And, you know, if you're sitting at the back door there, and the back door's right behind you. Mm-hmm. There's um, a case on the left that you've got, and it's full of dum da 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 surprise mason jars. And but there's also um, a, a plate there that's got a skull and some bones that came uh-huh. out of the basement. You remember that? Mm-hmm. Not human, y'all. Not human. Uh, we don't, we wouldn't talk about the human ones. Right. That's, yeah. And uh, so at one point I reached over there to the left and I got that, that plate with the little, with the skull on it. And I said, you see this? I said, this is what happens when you try and live downstairs there. <laughs> <laughs> and then afterwards I was like, what the hell happened to me? I was talking to this girl. Now. <laughs> I love it. Well, you were just, you were ill with it. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. ill with it all the time these days. Once we can be out. Yeah, absolutely. I have to be out with my mask on and my little plastic gloves and my stinky liquid pee stuff I have to put on my hands. Even with that, at least I can be out. Out. Soon, soon, I'm going to be doing the same thing. And I'm so looking forward to it. You just don't know. I Um, do know. I I miss you. I miss live music so much. Me too. Me too. I can't hardly stand it. Yeah, I don't even want to think about it. And those times that were so easy for us to just, you know, get together and make music yep. and stuff, I didn't appreciate them. Like, I guarantee you I'm going to appreciate them a lot more now. Yeah, me too. I guarantee you I am. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. So that's, I have no real news except that the doppelganger showed back up again, you know, and what? the, you know, the groundhog, the doppelganger is oh, oh, yard man's doppelganger, not mine. Well, because of all the spook activity down there, I thought a doppelganger, have we got a doppelganger too? <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> I guess I was expecting you to read my mind. No, I was thinking more. He's the yard man's doppelganger. He yeah. man gets a look in his eyes and he's like Clint Eastwood at that point. Go ahead, groundhog. Make my day. Like time to kill a doppelganger. <laughs> it's like, all right, you, <laughs> you know, I can hear it now. One of these <laughs> days I'm gonna look out my window and he will have come over to check on the groundhog and he'll be like draw you varmint you know he'll have like, like bandoliers of bullets across his neck and chest yes. and, a headband <laughs> on. and he'll be like i've come to do battle with yeah. 
But then he he would have to like I guess braid his beard to keep it out of the way of the bandoliers. Of the yes, I, I tell you, these, <laughs> these beardy boys are getting on it. I think. Yeah. I wish you could see Joe's beard. He's got like this crazy goatee thing that goes all the way down past his chin, and then he's got these big mutton chop. He looks like. It looks like an 1890s railroad tycoon. Oh, I was going to say Colonel Sanders. <laughs> well, kind of, but no, more kind of evil and tycoonish. Oh, than Colonel Sanders. That's pretty interesting. No, I've never seen him with a beard. So. Yeah, oh, it's all it's all on now. And my, and my buddy Brian is. He said, "I'm just going to stop shaving." Well, he doesn't get much of a beard anyway. But now he's like. I think I probably look like some mountain man now. And I'm like, no, buddy, sorry. Sorry. Good luck with that. You need to uh, see if you want to see what a mountain man looks like. Yeah, that's true. That's actually true. Well, have you seen that meme that it goes through and it talks about the decades? It shows a, a naked man and a naked woman. And in the 70s, the naked woman, I guess, had a full set of pubic hair. And by the time it got to present day, she was basically bald down there, but the guy had a full set of pubic hair on his face. It's what it looked like. No, I'm not seeing that. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's kind of true, I guess. It is kind of true. I mean, yeah. N never mind. <laughs> moving on. We were getting ready to go there, which got me thinking about the granny porn episode. Oh, it still Lord. gets me tickled to this day. Oh. Right now, I'm gonna I'm gonna change the subject to tomorrow's St. Patrick's Day. Oh yeah, y'all hear this? St. Patrick's Day will be well and truly over, mm -hmm. but tomorrow is St. Patrick's Day, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna drink me some Guinness. I've got some over here. I can see it from here. I'm gonna drink me some Irish whiskey. I'm gonna eat me some Colcannon, and uh, have a little bit of sodi bread. Oh yes, it will be delicious. Oh, sounds like it. I feel like I want to make it right now, but right now I'm making pinto beans. You're going to have cornbread or excuse me, corn beef? Tomorrow? No. Who can afford corn beef? Have you seen the price of that stuff? Why no? <laughs> you get you a little tiny corn bit, corn to beef at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. That damn thing will cost you upwards of $25. Have you ever tried to make one? I have not, but I looked up how to do it and I'm going to try it. It's not hard. You put all the spices and stuff in on a on a brisket and yeah. you keep it in the refrigerator for five days and just keep turning it over and over. That's it's it? Not, it is not rocket science huh? and it is not worth $25 for one little damn thing. No, probably Here, not. Learn how to do it. And then I'm going to get me some good organic grass-fed beef from like Warren Welser or someplace like that. Mm -hmm. Whew, it'll be delicious. It sounds like it will be. I don't know what I'll do. I've been in a peanut butter mood like you wouldn't believe. And so all week long, I've had like every meal has had a peanut butter sandwich in it for me. I wonder what in peanuts is something you need. I don't right know. Now. Well, I've also craved broccoli this week. So that's mm -hmm. pretty easy to figure out that one. And just, you know, but for some reason, and I never, I never go through that. I never want peanut butter ever. So I don't get it. Oh, that's interesting. No, I crave peanut butter ever so often. Yeah. And I it? eat a peanut butter sandwich with like a half an inch of peanut butter in it. A lot of peanut butter. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, 
Well, I'm glad you do. I never crave peanut butter, but whatever, I'm going with it. And I need to uh, eat down some of my winter food. I, I bought a lot of canned food this year because I didn't know if I'd be able to get out or or not. So I've got a lot of soup here and, and stuff like that. And whatever I don't eat down, I'm sending over to the temple. Just letting you know. Okay. Well, we will take it. Yeah. Because we are once again out of food. Yeah. You know, that happened fast this time. Yeah, it goes out of here so fast. Uh, we offloaded from a woman who had changed her entire diet and was moving, I don't know, like six or seven big bags full of food. And it was gone in a week. Wow. wow. Yeah, it's, it's kind of amazing. So when a person is thinking about, you know, ordering food for a food pantry, Mostly, in in my opinion, you know, you need to correct me because you're the one with the experience with it. Do you want mostly canned stuff and some pasta and dried beans and rice? Or I would think that things like baby food and soup and stuff like that. Or what what do you need the most? All, all of that. And some food pantries can take fresh food, but most cannot. And we cannot. But also, uh, I, I like to remind people that we need proteins. So peanut butter, as we were saying, peanut yeah. butter, canned meat, canned fish, that sort of thing. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But anything that is shelf stable, though, frankly, at the rate it is going out of here right now, we probably could take just about anything. But you're, to be on the safe side, uh, shelf stable is good. And it'll be it'll be too late by the time y'all hear this, but we're doing a little celebration of the Vernal Equinox on Saturday, where I'm basically going to be in the park bundled up because it's supposed to be cold, and I'm going to be gathering food there. So I reckon we'll be good for a while. Hmm. People are hungry, though. People yeah, they are, are hungry. Well, hopefully some of these stimulus checks will help some of that. You know, and I've been I've been thinking about thinking globally and acting locally a lot lately. So I don't know if I have any announcements. Uh, I don't, but I have plenty of schemes and thoughts and opinions about that. I know you're a big, you're a proponent of the acting locally model. So I am. I, I preach that all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. You breathe globally and you act locally. Yep, and it just, did you say, wait, did you say read globally? No, I said grieve. Oh, grieve. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, the. So whatever is breaking your heart, uh, bring, it, bring it home and figure out what you can do about it right here on the ground. Uh, well, the, the bumper sticker that I remember said, think, think globally, act locally. And it was in a, uh, a, a bolded out Times New Roman font. It was a black, or excuse me, a brown background and white font. And I remember seeing that on several people's uh, bumper stickers through the years. And you said something a couple of weeks ago about it. And I thought, well, that's the truth. The matter I get about stuff that I see in the news, uh, the more I find myself just going, well, the heck with it and just do something here locally. And it yeah. actually does make me feel a lot better. It does. It does. And, and you can do more locally, you know, but 
as we pointed out not too many minutes ago, there's some stuff locally, there's not a thing you can do about it. So find the stuff where you can have agency, where your little bit of donation money or your two hours a week can really make a difference. And there's lots of programs like that. Wherever you are, I promise you there are lots of programs like that. Oh, yeah. Or start yeah. your own. Start your own. Help some people. Do what you can. Just whatever, just whatever is, it's movement, it's action, it's doing something. And movement begets movement in this case. So a lot of us feel kind of stalled. I know you don't because you never really stopped. But in my case, a lot of things stopped for me during yeah. the quarantine. And, and getting the momentum back takes getting up and doing something in the first place. You see, so do something small. And then do something else, and then do something else, and something else, and something else. And Pearl, then I was thinking about you. I was thinking about you so much that you you put yourself in isolation mm -hmm. so that you wouldn't get this because you knew you already had some conditions that would make it worse for you than for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And then you and then you still got it. That just doesn't seem fair to me. <laughs> I know, but. The, and that's everybody gets that reaction. They're like, really? And you even you're the most quarantined person I know. And I, what I say to them is I have a really shitty immune system and I was able to avoid it for 11 months. 11 months I didn't or 10 months, let's say I didn't have to worry about it. I was in isolation here now. Yeah. Not that I wanted to get it ever. But if you have to get it, at least by the time I got it, there were lots of options for treatment. And yeah, that's true. And that I might not have done nearly as well had I gotten it in the beginning stage when it hadn't evolved where it has evolved. And I will say that it's a strange, strange condition. It feels to me like a computer virus. And the reason that I say that is because once you get it, it evolves. It doesn't, it's, you know, you get a cold and it, it, it involves your sinuses and you know what set of symptoms to expect. But if you get COVID, you don't know what the heck is getting ready to happen. And that's you know, just all really there is to it. That's really true. Mm -hmm. So I had chronic, chronic lifetime asthma and a suppressed immune system. So uh, partially because of that and because of the Lyme disease that I got a, a couple of years ago. And so I thought to myself, if I ever catch this, I'm just going to be a goner instantly. They won't even put me on a ventilator, I think is my thought on it. And uh, when I got it, I've had lots of symptoms, but not nothing that affected my lungs at all. Isn't that interesting? It's very interesting, and there's no explanation for it. Why didn't it affect my lungs? And the answer, there's no no answer for it either right now. Maybe we'll know more, but I've watched symptoms kind of evolve and change, and it reminds me of the way it does work. Those things work in certain computer viruses. So for all of you conspiracy theorists out there <laughs> uh, oh lord here we go yeah i'm not an expert on this stuff please don't quote me <laughs> yeah. but it just it's just a very strange illness 
And if I had to get it, I'm glad that I got it when I did. I'm so grateful to have had this place to be, uh, to heal and to be sick at the same, you know, to do both of those things. Yeah. Yeah. The privacy. You've been able to be there. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's just been a real lifesaver. And every time I talk about it, my biggest emotion is gratitude because I think of how much worse so many other people had it than me and how much worse off they are than me right now. Isn't that the way of it though? Cause you can always, no matter how bad things are, you either know somebody or know of somebody who's got it worse. Oh yeah. And, and to be grateful to find that place of gratitude and even Thanksgiving, mm. it, I think it's really important. Well, it's, it's also a true thing. I'm, I'm at this age in my life. I've now had enough life scares, health scares to know that I need to be grateful for every breath that I draw. But yes. there are certain times that it really gets hammered home. And so for me, I got I got the virus. But now, uh, you know, it just was a matter of a few weeks and wading through it to be able to get the vaccine. And that's the other part, too, is once you get the virus and you recover from it, you have a certain period of time where you are less vulnerable to many things, including that virus. But they're saying that you're also less vulnerable to certain variants of the virus. And so timing is everything. So I got it and then came out of it right about the time these new variants showed up. So what if I hadn't, you see? The new variants are a lot more deadly than the old one. Yeah, those things, they worry me. It uh, well, it's like a sci-fi book. It, it is. Really is. So anyway, so you know enough about being sick and the virus and all of that, but it's just weird coincidences and weird mountains. Uh, if you, boy, I tell you, I've been very grateful for this place. And well, uh, I'm going to get rid of your groundhog problem, and then you'll know how grateful I am. <laughs> well, and then after that, we'll have the raccoon problem and then the turkey problem and then the bear problem then the deer problem i mean it's a little old place on the side of a mountain in the woods it's always gonna have some kind of animal have well i know you did have a raccoon issue at one point oh yes and Uh, a possum issue you had a possum issue i didn't know Uh almost that's that was years ago Uh yeah they they're stinkers I've never seen a possum anywhere near here. Yeah, possums can be kind of mean, too. They they can. Yeah. I mean, they do eat a lot of ticks. And if they've been eating ticks, you might not have gotten your Rocky Mountain spotted fever. But (laughs) who knows where I got that from? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I saw a video that had a dog that brought in a possum into this house. And so what I want to know is who the hell has all these cameras going on for just randomly inside their home. But you see this family and they're sitting there in the, in their living room and their dog brings in this, this thing that looks like a dog toy, a big giant dog toy. And it was a possum and they thought, Oh no, the possum is dead. The possum was playing dead. 
And so it jumped up and scared the hell out of the family, of course. But uh, and it was funny to watch the video. But seriously, who sits there with a with a camera on all the time? I don't know. But you reminded me of a story of the the last cat that I had, a crazy little old boy called Puka. And he's a, a big old gray cat. And he was a great hunter. I mean, he would bring down rabbits, you name it, he'd bring it down. I had him here right now. He'd take care of these squirrels. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so he was meowing at the door one evening. So I turned on the porch light and I opened the door and he was standing there looking at me and behind him, directly behind him, like about a foot and a half, was a young possum just sitting there. And I said, no, your little friend cannot come in the house today. I'm sorry. So get your ass in here. And we'll just let him do, well, it wasn't his little friend. It was something that he had mortally wounded. And, and instead of going out the off the porch, it went under the bench and died. Oh, oh no. Like four or five days later, we're like, what is that terrible smell? Oh. Joe got down there with his nose and he said, it's coming from under here. Oh. It was dead. That little possum was dead. And he was so satisfied. The cat was like, see, I brought you a possum and it was uh, almost dead. Wasn't my fault. And I just thought he had a little friend he brought home with. Him. No, he had a little, he had a little victim that he had almost killed that he brought oh, home. Oh, that's, and well, no, he did kill. It just took it a while to go. It took a while to go. Uh, that's what I need from a squirrel problem. I need me a cat like that. that'll just wait and can climb a tree. It would say, I'm taking y'all all down. And it would only have to kill one or two squirrels. The rest of them would leave us alone. Oh, yeah, the word the would neighbors. get out. The word would definitely get out. Yeah. That's uh, that guy. There was a, a fella who took a, was it a mannequin or a stuffed crow or something? And hung it upside down from a rope. And, his, yeah. and, and watched the crows freak out about it. He thought it was funny. But I think his neighbor kind of documented it as a, as it was a documentary on crow behavior. And I'm sure with a documentary about neighbor behavior, I would start getting concerned <laughs> about my neighbor at that point, but whatever. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. People are so crazy. Hey, and I know I, I know I am too, but good Lord. Well, everybody's blood is jumping around right now because we're coming out of winter. At some point, we will be out of winter. Yeah, I think, I mean, where we are, I think we're out of winter now. We're just having a little bit of chill, but we're done. I'm thinking about my neighbors getting snowed on in the out west. Uh, they're, they're, they're not feeling like spring yet, but I definitely <laughs> feel like spring. And if the nights were just a little bit warmer, it would be morel time. So we're just yeah. a few weeks away, just a few weeks away. Yeah, I, I need just a, yeah, yeah. exactly. Just two weeks. It is killing me. I got my morel. I got my. I've got a towel that looks got a bunch of morel mushrooms on it. I've got uh, a gift that's going to end up being an altar cloth, cloth that's got a bunch of mushrooms, including morels, on it. I've got my morel walking stick. I got my my morel song that means Selby sing. I mean, I'm ready. I'm ready. You are ready for it. Well, and I'm gonna fuss at you one more time and say two weeks is good. Cause that's going to give you two weeks to rest up a little bit more before you're out there digging and delving around. 
Yeah. Well, what I told him was I might not be able to, I probably don't have much stamina and I don't even care. Uh, the point will be for me to get out a little bit and I'll do what I can. And when I get tired, I'll just stop. And Good for you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm trying to be in, a little more intuitive about that. I'm trying to listen to my body some, that body disconnect thing that you, uh, you either, uh, you might've written about it or or talked about it but that whole body disconnect thing it's real i mean there are times when i am reaching for food and i'm not hungry at all i shouldn't be reaching for food and, no you know. no but yeah i've i've found that i've been eating i mean i've not been terrible but golly i just it's like oh i'm so hungry i'm so hungry all the time all the time all the time so are you hungry or are you bored well no i'm not bored so, yeah, I know, but I'm, I don't think I'm hungry either. I think I'm anxious. I think I'm, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I know. Everything's a little, so I've got, my food is pretty regulated. I'm fairly under control with it and have been for a while. And there's nothing like being quarantined to help you with that because I've had time to really kind of focus on it. And if, since I'm not going out, I'm not able to impulse eat at drive-thrus and, and, you know, stuff like that. So that's good. It's been good yes. for me in that way. Again, I'm sorry. I've talked about nothing. I've just talked about myself the whole, whole conversation. Isn't that what we do? Well, Isn't that what Mountain is about? We talk about other people. We talk yeah. about ourselves. We talk about each other. We sick our uh, audience on each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to make sure that Alicia gets out morel hunting. Well, just light a little candle and remind her that she needs to rest up a little bit and then blah 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 and then yeah send 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 donations <laughs> i tell you what though i am getting ready to get off this phone no and i just want to say one more thing because i know you got a zoom in a minute yeah. and that you got a capital z zoom in a minute um, <laughs> and i just want to say one thing that y'all Alicia and I are working on a divination deck and oh. it is moving. It is moving. So if y'all are interested in something like that, it's going to be a, just a few cards. I think we decided on 13 cards. 13 cards. I'm in the process of drawing them now. So we're going to, once, once the artwork is done, then we'll proceed a pace. So if y'all are interested in something like that, drop us a note on the Facebook page or, uh, or Instagram or wherever you find us and uh, let us know. Cause I think it's going to be, it's going to be real sweet. I think it'll be. And it, I'm so excited. Just, I really am. Anyway, it'll be our first real offering of things of that nature, but hopefully not the last. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. You go do your zooming. Uh, Y'all take care of yourselves. Yes. And you take care of yourself too. I'm excited because I'm getting my shot on Friday. <laughs> I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, you too, baby. Hey, thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have. So I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. 
WYRD Mountain Gals.